Hello, and welcome to the More Than Food podcast. My name is Beth Smeaton, and I'm a life coach here to help you end the war with food and your body so you can focus on what really matters in your life. You know there's so much more to life than obsessing over food and your body, and you're ready to do what it actually takes to get you there. This podcast is for you whether you struggle with binge eating, yo-yo dieting, or anything in between. I'll be providing you with the tools, strategies, and life skills it takes to never struggle with food or body image again. Get ready to expand your mind and fill your heart with what really matters, which is so much more than food. Hey guys, so today I want to talk to you about the five steps it takes to create any change in your life. And I know many of you are here because you're looking to end binge eating, heal your relationship with food, find your effortless, happy and healthy body, find food freedom, all of the good things. So I am going to tie that experience in with the five steps of experiencing change, simply because I want you to have this at your fingertips and to be able to use this yourself and do this for yourself. And for those of you that don't know me yet, my name is Beth Smeaton. I am a master certified health and life coach, and I help women end binge eating so they can find their effortless, happy, and healthy body. And the five steps to experience any change is to decide, number one, number two, commit, number three, have courage, number four, redecide and recommit, and five, build confidence. And the first one is decide because essentially if we're unsure about a goal that we have or if we are scared about committing to a goal, we aren't going to go all in on whatever it is that we want to do with our lives. So don't underestimate this step because it's actually huge. When we fully decide why we're doing something and understand why we're doing something, it will change everything in how you show up every day towards and working towards that goal. So in my case, as far as when I started healing my relationship with food and really going on my own journey of becoming an intuitive eater, it was really scary for me. I had a lot of fear about what would happen to my body. And really that's it. Like my main fear (laughs) was, what was gonna happen to my body and that was always what would stop me from even trying. But as soon as I decided that the fear of weight gain or how my body was gonna change was not as important as no longer thinking about food 24 seven, to finally stop binge eating, to really enjoy my life again and not be so, controlled by food like all of those reasons were more important to me than the fear of how my body was going to change and I made the decision that dieting was no longer the answer and it wasn't the way that I wanted to live my life anymore and once I made that decision I was able to go all in even though I was afraid. So for you, if you're kind of on the fence about, you know, what to do with intuitive eating and healing your relationship with food and you have fear, really go deeper and understand why you want to do it in the first place. And holding on to that decision for why is going to be everything throughout this whole process for you. The second one is commitment. And it's 
a little bit different than decision because we can make decisions all day long, which is great and they're very powerful, but they don't mean anything if we don't commit to them. And I'm not saying this like no pain, no gain and like go all in and go hard or go home. Like that gives me anxiety. So if there's any fear of that or thinking that you have going on when I say that, let that go. When I say commitment, it's the commitment to your future self. It's the commitment to the woman that you know you are meant to become, the life that you are know that, that you know that you're meant to have. And when we think about it that way, it actually makes things much more fun and exciting rather than this like stressful like commitment, especially if any of you watching have fear of commitment, like many of us do. So that's like, that could make you want to turn this video off right now, but really think about committing to your, the future life that you are, that you know that you're meant to have. And the third step is to have courage. And this is huge because we all have human brains. All of our brains are wired to seek comfort and to keep us safe. So anytime that we want to experience change or create change in our lives, our brain is going to fight us. It's going to create those excuses. It's going to talk us out of things and we end up not doing them. So courage is actually necessary for a lot of reasons. We can we need courage if we ask for support, if we need further support in this journey of healing relationship with food and really becoming an intuitive eater. Like asking for help is a form of courage. It's not easy. And having courage can also show up as far as let's say so a lot of the times when we're in a binge restrict cycle it takes courage to actually eat more so that would look like having courage to be uncomfortable in eating more even though you know it's what your body needs it, it's going to be uncomfortable so having the courage to go through that discomfort it's also having the courage to eat less like if we are experiencing no physical hunger and our go-to is food just either fill time because of boredom or whatever the case may be and we're using food like i said without physical hunger it's having the courage to not eat in those instances and to have the courage to seek out other coping mechanisms or whatever it is that is not to replace food because we are always allowed to eat it's always full permission to eat but sometimes it can be uncomfortable to break a specific habit that we're always used to using food having courage is really important and why i suggest getting support throughout this process i don't think i personally could have done this alone uh, many people do uh, every day but for me personally i just for how deep I was in diet culture, in restricting myself, the deep fears of body, body image, body shame. Um, I know that support was everything for me to help me with that courage. Okay, so the fourth step is to redecide and recommit. And this is super important. So literally it's a daily practice. When we are creating change, it's, creating a new thought patterns in our brain. So we have to remind it all the time. It's like a, a toddler learning new things. So the more you can redecide to why you're redecide 
for why you're doing this, recommit to why you're doing this. So go back to, okay, what has dieting brought me? How did that really mess up my relationship with food? You know, it may work for a second, but long term, I always end up rebounding all that stuff that comes with diets and diet mentality. So for me, that looked like really committing to that woman that I wanted to be. And I, some of you might know I was like addicted to my scale. I weighed myself every day and giving up that scale for me was like giving up a security blanket. So my recommitment and deciding every day was deciding not to get on that scale. I didn't want to be someone that relied on the scale to determine how I was going to feel that day, to tell me what I was going to eat, what I couldn't eat. So my commitment was that daily practice of like just that small thing of not getting on the scale. And the fifth and final step is to build confidence. And this is huge throughout this, throughout this process because as we go through uh, the courage, so really experiencing that discomfort, but we continue to do the things that make us uncomfortable and we make it through the other side and we realize we're okay, it builds confidence within ourselves. So we build that trust within ourselves with our body and we really start to create a connection with our minds and our bodies and when we commit to that future self that woman that we want to become and we daily commit to that and follow through that builds confidence that gives us that self-trust which is really important when we're ending binge eating and healing our relationship with food and our body image And then the sixth secret step, (laughs) it's not so secret, but once you go through those five steps, really every day, right? It's a practice, it's a, a daily ritual to commit to this for yourself every day. Then one day it's literally like, oh, you wake up and you have achieved this food freedom. You are an intuitive eater and you become that woman that you thought was like in this off distant future and then you are standing as her and it's so much fun okay that's all i have for you today i hope you take notes write this down and really start to do this as a daily practice for yourself i know you can do it and if you are looking for support you can always reach out to me send me a dm or go into the link in my bio it'll send you direct to my calendar where you can schedule up a free schedule up schedule a free call and we'll get to know each other better and see if we're a good fit to work together and so you can get this going and get this done for yourself as soon as possible if you love what you just heard and want to go deeper into your own journey so you can experience the freedom relief and joy that you deserve you can schedule a free call with me at bestmeetandcoaching.com These calls allow you to be exactly who you are and where you are without any judgment. They're also a chance for you to tap into your powerful intuition so you can start to outline what you want your life to look like once you're no longer obsessing over food and your body. By the end of the call, you'll have a personalized roadmap showing you exactly how to make your vision a reality. Thank you so much for pushing play today. Have an amazing day and I will talk to you soon.